Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. It's the Late Show Pod Show with Hey everybody, where were you? Welcome back. My guest tonight, my next guest is a nine-time Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter who has sold more than 50 million albums worldwide. She's now the subject of a documentary on Showtime called Cheryl. We would drink a bunch and we'd go to the bookstore down the road and we bought a poetry book by this man named Wynn Cooper. And there was a poem in it, first thing called Fun. It started off with, all I want to do is have a little fun before I die. And so we had this group going that was somewhere between Steeler's Wheel and a Marvin Gaye track. And I picked up the poetry book and started just kind of free form. All I want to do is have a little fun before I die. There's a man next to me out of nowhere. And I just kind of acted out the poem and then we put this hook in all i want to do and that became the song please welcome back to the late show cheryl crow So nice to see you again. Good to see you. There's so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Um, uh, First of all, thanks for being here last night. You played with Lucius. That was wonderful to see you out there. Now, uh, let's get straight into this documentary. Cheryl, how do you you feel about a documentary being made about you? Because so much has already been written and said about Cheryl Crow. What... Do you, are you, are you resistant to it? I'm, I'm going to watch it, but are you, as the subject of it, ever resistance, um, resistant oh, to that? Oh, when they first came to me, Showtime, and my manager, and said, we think you should do a documentary, I was like, yes, I think we should after I'm dead. I think it'd be a fantastic idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I did finally give in to it, because um, I don't think people realize that in, um, I mean, I'm... I've got my ARP card. I don't know if you know that. Oh, really? Uh, Congratulations. um, You can get discount movie tickets with that. I could actually go see my own documentary for cheaper. Wow. However, it's not in movie theaters. But, you know, I do have about 40 years of music life, but there's a ton of living. 
-hmm. that goes into making an artist want to stick their neck out or sure. raise their voice into the fray. And so I, I told all the stories. Well, let me ask you something that may not be a story in there. Mm -hmm. Let's ask a very basic story, kind of like an origin story. Okay. Why do you think you wanted to be a performing musician? Because I take that aside from like a composer or something. Why, why, do, why do you want to be out there with a the guitar in your hand making I people... I want to be rich and famous. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I understand. No, no. That's, that's such an that easy way. Not... <laughs> such an easy way to get rich is what I hear. I'm getting ready to get a butt implant. No. Um... That's coin, baby. That's coin. Yeah. Um... I grew up uh, in a real musical household. My parents mm -hmm. um, still married, 66 years, oh, wow. in a tiny town called Kennett, like four stoplights, not close to anything. Mm -hmm. And albums were my way out. That was my ticket out. I'd lay under the piano and I would just study and pour over, you know, James Taylor, all the all the liners, Fleetwood Mac, Carole King. Now you've um, got to you've got to work with those people. Now, what's that like for you them. now to get to be able to work with people like? Uh, uh, Stevie Nicks and Bonnie Raitt and Mavis Staples, like those those heroes. It's, it's I'm still a fan, so I mean, even talking about it, I get embarrassed. But it's in, it's incredible, it really is. Now you must be that for a lot of people too. I'm sure you know you see that look in people's eyes when they get a chance to work with Cheryl Crow. Well, um, I, all I would say is that, like getting to play with Lucius last night mm. and getting to sing on their record, which Brandy produced, and getting to work with these young artists, man, that was. For me, that that's who I was. I was like, I couldn't wait to meet Stevie Nicks and then to get to know her and, and to know how generous she is and amazing. And Keith Richards and the Rolling Stones, all these people that were such a huge influence for me. I mean, even Smokey Robinson. I mean, people that I've gotten to stand next to, Burt Bacharach, wow. people that have mattered to me so much. Um, I, I can't even explain it. Do you, you have two boys? I do. Uh, Wyatt and Levi. Yes. 11 and 14, I understand. Y'all better be in bed. It's a school night. Now, <laughs> do they, do they are like, my mom, Cheryl Crow, do they listen to your music? Like, are they like, all I want to do is have some fun or soak up the sun seriously? or Steve McQueen or. Seriously? These are really good songs. No, Every day is a winding like road. Kid, Come kid, on. They're like into Kid Leroy and, um, who, I'm sorry, I don't even know who that is. Um, but. <laughs> They're into like pop, popular music, sure. and I'm like the police. <laughs> yeah, I'm the person that says not the police, not the band, the police. Not the band You're police. like the cops. No, I'm the okay. cop. Yeah, I'm like the person that says I. That is not a nice song. Do you know what that what they're talking about? <laughs> I am. Yeah. There's no, no lyrics in any of your songs that you would pull yourself over for. Well, they don't listen to me, so I mean, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> they're like, Mom, you know, you were born in the 1870s. And I'm Do you have like, a favorite yes. song of Cheryl Crow's? Um, I do, actually, and uh, I'm not just pumping this, um, this new album that's coming out, but I wrote a song called Forever, mm -hmm. and it's, I think it may be out now or it's coming out on May 6th. I don't know. They don't tell me anything. But um, my they kids are... They don't tell you when your album is released? <laughs> I think it's coming out May 6th, but my kids are in the video, but it's about, it was written for my kids and that's written nice. for my 15-year-old talking about stress and how kids are so stressed out now. What's it like when you hear another artist cover your song? Like... Didn't Prince cover Every Day is a Winding Road? He did. What was that like for you? Did you go, did you go to Paisley Park I and do that with Paisley him? I went to Paisley Park. I shot baskets with him. Wow. He was a great basketball player and yes. in high heels. Wow. Him um, or you? You wouldn't him. him. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. I only put these on for, uh, for your show. So. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, no, I got to hang out with him. He asked me to play harmonica on a track. And then um, we went to First Avenue. And sat in with the band, and he did Every Day is a Winding Road. Mm. And I mean, that is, 
I'm sorry. I just was like falling over on the floor. It, he's, he's the most talented. I mean, I know you guys probably agree. Insane. Like from another planet, that kind of talent is, is ordained. Well, before you were Sheryl Crow, mm -hmm. as you said, there's 40 years of living before, you know, it, things really took off for you. Um, we're not 40 years of living, but there's 40 years I'm of career 80. there. 40 years of career. <laughs> <laughs> like, that makes me 82. <laughs> no, but I was just talking with Glenn Close, who said she was a terrible waitress. Were you a waitress? I was a waitress, Were you yes. a good waitress? Um, I was a good waitress, and I had, a, I mean, I waitressed a lot. I waitressed in college, and I waitressed when I got to L.A., Mm -hmm. I went on the road with Michael Jackson, and I came home, and I waitressed more. After you already toured with Michael Jackson? Yes. I, I, I tried to get a record deal and got turned down. I went back to waiting tables. Mm -hmm. and, but when I first got to L.A., um, the reason I got the Michael Jackson tour was I was waiting tables at a place called Le Cafe, which was a jazz club, and I knew everybody that came in there because I studied all the albums, you know. Mm -hmm. And I gave my tape to this guy who I knew was a commercial producer. Mm. And no, 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 bad one. And um, I got fired. But he called. Even though you were a good waitress, you got fired for I it. did. I got fired. And, um, and then he called me a couple days later and asked me to come sing on a Toyota commercial. <laughs> so, and here we are. And here we are. A direct line <laughs> from getting fired. <laughs> Getting fired to be right here. That's fantastic. Yes. It all worked out. It did. It worked out great. What was the... the okay, so every... Uh, you know, All I Want to Do is Have Some Fun. Uh, what's the name of the song? Is it All I Want to Do is Have Some Fun? All right? I Want to Do. All I Want to Do, okay. Mm -hmm. So that hits, and it becomes not like, oh, yeah, that's a good song. Sheryl Crow becomes huge. It's such an enormous hit, and everyone's like, who is this girl doing this song? What was that moment like? when that, that, that switch lands, where you work for so long to try to figure out how are you going to break in, what is your sound, mm -hmm. how do you connect with an audience or a commercial audience, and then it happens. Yeah. And, then, and there are very few people for whom it happens like a light switch like that. What was that moment like? Um, it was, I mean, it should have been euphoric, but at that time, um, there was so much debate about whether I had even uh, written my own songs. And... Uh, it, you know, the, what do you mean? The, Why, the lore from? was that a bunch of guys wrote my first album, and so by the time that took off, um, you know, that was already swirling around. Um, but I will say one thing: when it really hit, um, the Grammys put me on the map because the Grammys back then, everybody watched it, and you sold, you sold records from that show, you know, and. <laughs> It put you on the map, and it was a, a real moment. But it, it definitely was—it was a mixed bag. It was—it was hard. Well, my favorite Grammy memory of all time, and yes, I have Grammy memories, but is is the night before the Clive Davis yes. uh, party that's yeah. traditionally the night before. Yeah. Did you go to the Clive party? Did you go to yeah. the party? It's fun, yeah. isn't it? It's nice. Yeah. Party. It's, it's really fun. Everybody's there. Yeah. Talking yeah. about people who blow up at the Grammys right over there. Yeah, yes. but yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's my first time out there. My first time out there. I'm just nominated for like a comedy album. Still. And, and but Clive Davis gets up there with the big glasses and the head, and he goes, "We got a wonderful artist here tonight. Uh, she's amazing. All she wants to do is have some fun. Cheryl Crow is here tonight. She's amazing." And he does the whole room. Barbara Streisand, the greatest voice of a generation. Barbara, Barbara, please stand up. And people just kind of do this. Thank you very much. And I got to sit. Where am I going to sit? I'm going there with my 14-year-old daughter. I get to sit with Cheryl Crow. 
You and I, that's... It's in the documentary. Is that the first time no, we kidding. met? Is that the first... I think that's the first time we met. Was it right was the there. first time we met, We're yeah. standing right there, and you yeah. were so nice to my 14-year-old daughter, yeah. and bon John Bon Jovi was sitting on the side of you, and over here on the other side of my daughter was Richie Sambura. Oh, my gosh. Who, and you know, and we live in New Jersey, and she used to say my first prom date was Richie Sambora because <laughs> he was wearing a tux, and she was wearing a little blue dress. Oh, did you get a sweet. picture of the two of them? Yes, I, I do. Okay, it's good. very creepy. <laughs> Well, Cheryl, really lovely to see you. Thanks Thank for being you. here. Thanks for being here last night and tonight and any time. My pleasure. Lovely. Lovely as always. Coming up, Stephen tells a story that we didn't air on TV. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. Tell me about... Just, just give me one second here. I know we got to go. We don't want to go into overtime here, but just that when Clive was like... Did you get a shout-out? Oh, yeah. What's yeah. that? Come on, come on. That room is crazy, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, Everybody's in that yeah. room. Oh, yeah. Everybody's there. Clive mentions all of the folks. It's, Everybody nominated, yeah. Yes. Ooh, it's a vibe. What'd you, you get? What, how did he describe you? Do you remember? Uh, what did he say? He said, uh, uh, one of the best or greatest musicians in the world. Something like that. Yeah. I just, <laughs> something like that. Clive Davis, man. So. Clive. So he undersold you. He undersold <laughs> you. Like... Uh, my experience was my experience was this. So I'm there with again with my daughter and John Bon Jovi and Ricky's Richie Sambora and Cheryl Crow. You know my buddies. And I'm sitting there, <laughs> and I'm with these great musicians again. Like uh, 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 Taylor Swift was. It was 14 years ago or something. So Taylor Swift was quite young at the time, or 12 years ago. And Barbara Streisand's over here, and Bruce is. Everybody's there, man. Yes. And and Clive gets up there and he's done the whole room. And I'm like, he's not gonna do me. I mean, there's no way he's gonna do me. <laughs> He goes, as a young man out here, it's his first time nominated for a Grammy. We expect very big things from this very talented young man. He's got a wonderful show. And I'm still thinking, it's not me. <laughs> so, but the lead up to this is that, you know, I don't know what you did, but a lot of people, you know, they go like, you know, and the wonderful, the, unbe the, un the, the uh, Celine Dion. Celine yeah. Dion here. She goes like this. She goes, thank you. Thank exactly. You so like yeah, this. Yeah. Or they go yeah. like, John Bon Jovi is like, there's just like kind of like yeah, yeah, kind of a yeah, humble yeah, like definitely. thank thank you. Yeah. I'm sure you did like yes, did. thank yep. you, you know, thank, thank you. you. It's so wonderful yeah, like exactly. that. Yep. So everybody's doing that. Everybody's doing yep. everybody, I'm literally, I'm like maybe maybe the last, not quite the last person in the whole room who gets mentioned. <laughs> he goes like, wonderful young man. It's his first nomination. We expect great things from him. He's got an amazing show. Uh, Stephen Colbert is here. And I went, Woo! Woo! I made, I made, I made everybody. I made, I made Barbara Streisand high five me. Woo! Woo! That's the right way. 
Because I'm like, right you, you're all lying. Yes. I'm like, all of you are lying. It's true. Everyone is thinking, woo! Yes. They're all lying. Yes. And my daughter just went, oh. <laughs> but I'll say one thing. I'll love Taylor Swift to the day I die, and I would put on armor and follow her into battle because. So Taylor Swift's crossed the room, and she's first like four, 14 years ago. Yeah. Or, or 12 years ago. I mean, she's really just beginning to be a big deal. And she's quite young. And my 14-year-old daughter goes, Taylor Swift's over there. Dad, Taylor Swift is over there. And I said, well, you know, I actually just got a little letter from Taylor. And she sent me her album. Said that she, she and her family really enjoy the show. I think she might be coming on. And we're both nominees. You want to go say hi? It's perfectly normal. It's a little room here. And so she goes, mm-hmm. And so we get up. <laughs> And I walk over, and Taylor's talking to somebody, and as somebody walks away, I just say, Taylor, hi. Stephen Colbert, thanks so much for the album. I really appreciate it. You know, may I introduce my daughter? And Madeline's wearing this little, you know, sweet, young, teenage, blue, little blue dress. And Taylor, of course, looks like just a queen. And she turns around, and she goes, pretty girl. And comes and puts her arms around and goes, oh my God, you look, oh, you look amazing. Oh, you look. And she just, just praises my daughter for like how she looks 30 seconds. I'm so glad you like the music and let me send you a... And I, I would jump off a cliff into a pit of spikes yes. for that woman for how nice she was to my daughter. And you gotta remember that. Yeah. You gotta remember that. Yeah, were, that's real. That's real. I like that. <laughs> And she got to hug Justin Bieber. So Justin Bieber's there. And I know we got to go, but we're... we're Justin Bieber's there. And my daughter, is, she's pretty... She's 5'9". You know, she's wearing heels. And uh, she was, you know, tall early. And we're on the red carpet. She goes, Justin Bieber's over there. She goes, we're at the Grammys the next night. Justin Bieber's over there. I said, do you want to meet Justin Bieber? And he goes, hmm. So... <laughs> It's really funny. Justin Bieber comes over. I said, hey, Justin. He goes, hey, man, what's up? He goes, like that. And then he goes, hey, Justin, can I introduce my daughter? Madeline. He goes, hi. And then when he goes to hug her, you realize he's not big. Yes, yes, yes. He hugs her around the waist. <laughs> She's like, he's like, here. She's like, hi. <laughs> took a little, oh, took yeah. a little of the, little of the sparkle out of her eyes to go, oh, I could dunk on you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com.